Like with how fast you are, if you were a privateer gravel racer, like you would be making ten times as much. And that's not even an exaggeration. I could just go get a real job that I don't want to do. Sure. Just like being a (laughs) privateer, like right. (laughs) So what so what you're saying is you'd rather get a real job than be a gravel privateer. It'd be a it'd be a thought, yeah. What's up, party people? Back by popular demand, our very own Scott McGill has returned from an epic journey to race world champs last week where he ripped the early break for 200k and then proceeded to drink beers while riding one-handed wheelies on the final climb after getting dropped off the front group. Stay tuned to hear more about it and a whole lot of other random banter. Let's get this Bonkers party started. Literally right at nine, bro. Isn't that what we said? You got stuff to do? Yeah. What do you got to do? I got to get all my cross bikes fucking ready. Dude, you're racing cross? Yeah, this weekend. So, Oh, yeah. Charm team. All right. So finally, we're going to have somebody on the podcast that we're going to be able to talk about cross to. We were trying to get Drew on the podcast last week, and he was like so busy all week, can't make Time for one hour in his schedule. He's got like a kid and shit, so makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and he's running his own Adam, cross team. Adam's <laughs> got a kid too. Yeah, but Adam's like a scheduling genius. <laughs> it's also why I don't race cross. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, Scott, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Man, long yeah, feels like it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so this is probably going to be the world's episode. I don't know what else there is to talk about. Dude, I feel like there was so much stuff that happened this weekend. Like what? You mean related to worlds or not related to worlds? I don't know. I feel like there was just all like, maybe it was just cause I wasn't racing this weekend, but like that Pike's peak race happened. Uh, oh yeah. I didn't really the, follow it. The but. cross racing out East was good in Rochester. Some good stuff went down there. I mean, worlds was definitely the highlight though. So we should start with that, yeah, especially watch since it? Scott went. Yeah, dude. Uh, unfortunately, I did watch it live. <laughs> um, Theo, Theo's been like not sleeping well at all, and he was kind of sick last weekend. So, uh, so I, I like literally was up watching it with him for like five straight hours. Wow! Wow! Well, it was yeah. like so, six and a half hours, so you must have missed some of it. I missed the finish. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was like the we, worst we basically part. watched until you um, got popped from the break. And then I was like, well, Scott's maybe not going to win, so I guess I can go to sleep now. And then, yeah, well, then Remco just rode by himself the rest of the time anyways. Yeah, yeah. Dude, but tell us about it. You made the freaking early break, man. That was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty sick. So tell us, <laughs> tell us about the, like, what was your guys' plan going in? I mean, you guys were there for a week before, saw you guys riding stuff together. I felt like I was living there. Like I fucking moved there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got there super early. Um, and just sat there for like, like yeah. I had to like, got there so early we you like still train. It was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, how's the riding in Australia? Uh, it was all right. It, was like, <laughs> it looked yeah. like a cool area. 
Yeah, the weather was kind of shitty for part of it. It was, like, kind of nice when we got there, and then it, like, started raining. And then it finally got nice for the men's race. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the plan was, like, for... I mean, there was, like, a 30K run into the first climb. So, for me to get in the break on... on, on Try to, you know, look for the break on the, on the run-in. So that in case I get dropped on the first climb, like, I can, like, come back to the peloton, basically. <laughs> Like, cause it yeah. blew, it, it ended up blowing on that climb, like blowing up anyways. So yeah, it was probably yeah. good that I got in the break cause it did not sound fun. Um, mm. so I got in the break and then I just stayed there. Nice. The whole race. And it was like a lot easier. I thought than riding and riding in the group. Why? So why didn't Keegan go in the break? Cause we were talking about how like that's Keegan's chance to do well. Did you talk to Keegan at all, or not in the race? I didn't see a single other rider from T- from USA okay. in the race because I was just like going in the trying to get how the many break. how many people were in the break? Twelve, I think. Okay, that's pretty yeah, decent. something like that. Yeah, which was probably what made it being in the break so nice is because you guys had a you know good sized group, and on like it's a like, circuit like that, like you're. In the bunch, you're going to be stopping and starting the whole time, anyways, because there's so many turns and and the climb. Right. You're going to go fast up where we could just like putts up it, sure, you know, yeah, and not yeah. sprint up at every lap. Um, yeah, nice, yeah, and then eventually the group Remco's group came up to me or the break, and then I thought I was going to be dropped on the next climb, but then for some reason we went super slow up the climb, mm-hmm. like. Nobody attacked or anything, so I made it a whole other lap. And then I tried to like Nielsen was in that group, so I tried to help Nielsen, kind of. But I don't, I don't. There wasn't much I could really do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at that point, um, yeah. Was Nielsen kind of the rider that you guys were uh, favoriting on the team? Because that's what yeah, like the announcers kept talking year. about. How yeah, how Neil yeah. Nielsen? Yeah, because he was what fifth last year or fourth? Yeah. Fifth. Oh, I didn't fifth, realize yeah. he was that high. But. Yeah, yeah. So like he was like the biggest promise for for the US team and that's what the announcers kept saying was like, you know, eventually the US team's going to come together and try and ride for Nielsen in the end, but hmm. I mean, yeah. But like also like, at the that. end of the day, it's not like we can just like like the level's so high with the team we had, it's not like we can just like there's sure. not much we can do, right? <laughs> yeah. Like what are, what are we going to do for, other than like help position him before the climb and stuff like the little things. Yeah. You know, if you ever listen to like uh lantern rouge or some of these other cycling YouTube channels that like cover the tactics of bike racing that uh, I, I find that a lot of, and, and I probably don't understand tactics as well as they do. Cause they break down the tactics of like every single race the whole year. But I feel like a lot of times they're like, Oh, I don't understand why this team isn't pacing for this or this team isn't doing that or this team isn't doing that. I'm like, well, I mean, maybe they just don't have the legs to do that. Yeah. And then sometimes like following your teammate around is harder. Mm -hmm. You end up spending more energy just trying to stay on his wheel than just floating yourself. It's, it's very easy to watch the TV and be like, this team should do that. And this team should do that. And it's a very different thing when you're actually in the race. Yeah. Well, and, and it's like way easier to see what's going on from the helicopter, like aerial view than like when you're in the bunch. 
Right. And we had no, there's no radios at the worlds. So yeah, like the only commu- communication I had, the car came up once behind me, like when we entered the circuits and told me the race was exploding behind and to sit on, mm-hmm. which ended up being way harder sitting on because I kept like, like Sagan's brother was in the break and he kept like taking me off the back of the break. And then we do like a fucking match sprint to get back onto the back. Wait, why? Why was he doing that? Cause he didn't want me to sit on. So he's Uh-oh. like, I'll just let the wheel go and <laughs> we'll both go back to the Peloton. Basically. If I don't pull. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So then I ended up pulling even, even though I was, I don't know. I feel like that was the right decision, but they, mean, would, they, they couldn't come up. Because it was too hard to pass the Peloton. I mean, dude, when I have to pull in a race, you just go to the front and do like 200 watts for, yeah. you know, 20 seconds and then you get off. Like, Or you, you like know. try to do your pull like in a turn when you're not even pedaling or something. So it looks like you're pulling. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like, you know, just get as arrow as you can. Do 200 watts for a little bit of time and then get off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It depends. It depends. Like, I didn't know what the goal of me sitting on was, was like if they wanted mm-hmm. me to actively ruin the breakaway, you know, like there's a difference between yeah. like trying to save your energy and like actively trying to make this breakaway not succeed. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they should have told me like what the point so, of it was. So like going into the race, your, your guys's tactic was to get you in the early break, but that, but you didn't really talk about like what the goal of that was like, other than you, well, it's just to make it get dropped as, as deep into the race as possible. Right. Yeah. Right. But like, also it, okay, he was like, you, like yeah, you didn't think about the fact the that you break. might make it over the climb with the break. And then like, then what happens? Yeah. Then you just reassess. It's such mm-hmm. a long race that like, it's constantly evolving. Right. And then like, yeah. if I was in the bunch, I was just supposed to like take care of Nielsen for the first half. And then Keegan was supposed to like, I guess like see what I did, and then start doing what I was doing, <laughs> okay. like like positioning Nielsen into the climb every lap, like gotcha. helping him get to the so because they were expecting Keegan would last longer into the race than you would if in the bunch. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Which is like a fair expectation, dude. I'm impressed by how close to Keegan you finished. Why? I mean, Ke- I don't know. I. Because I've raced Keegan all year, and he's unbelievably strong in gravel and mountain bike races. I mean, I guess it makes sense that like he's has so little road experience that you know if he goes to freaking road world championships, it would catch him off guard. But yeah. uh, I mean, we both were like dropped. Sure, yeah, <laughs> because like, but like what's... not by that much. What you only finished like what ten minutes down on Remco? Yeah, I guess it wasn't that much. Well, and I was but, like, but you finished ten minutes down doing wheelies up the last climb. Yeah, and, like so drinking I mean, beer. I yeah. took one beer hand up and <laughs> nice. and I started drinking it, and somebody had filled a beer can with whiskey. No way. It was and whiskey. Then I just, and then I was like about to throw up. And then I had to like ride the rest of the course by myself, like about to puke because I just like chugged a bit of whiskey. Dude, that is so <laughs> not they they gave you a beer hand up and instead of beer it was whiskey. It, I mean I don't unless they sell whiskey in like cans there that look like beer. Like, it was like a beer can and I took it and it Dude, was re- refilled with whiskey. That person is a savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right.
But yeah, so Keegan, I just pulled the results. Keegan was 73rd at six and a half minutes down, and you were 86 at 10 and a half minutes down. But that's with like dicking around the last lap. So I mean, and I was like by myself. So I just like, yeah, had to make it to the fin. Like, yeah. Right. It didn't, also, it didn't matter. We're both like not in contention at all. So it really doesn't matter. Right. Right. <laughs> but I don't, I don't really even know what happened in the race because I was. Do you want us like to tell you? All of a sudden, there's like a group coming up, and then I got dropped from that, and then like this other group blows past me, and then. Like do you I, want to, Do uh, you want us to tell you what happens in the race? I mean, <laughs> it's whatever. I mean, freaking Remco. Yeah, Remco like went off the front. What What was interesting? What was more interesting was that the second group on the road that was like chasing Remco. They kind of dicked around for the last few kilometers and got caught by the peloton. Oh yeah, yeah. Nielsen said he was he had attacked Solo from the group behind that group, uh-huh. and he was so he was sixth on the road Solo, yeah, and like got caught with three hundred meters to go. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Like when when that group got caught, he also got caught at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. He was close to getting. Sick. I mean, dude, they had I. They had a lot of time to play yeah. with. I feel like I they had like, like a replay. I feel of like that. going in. I feel like going into the last two or three kilometers, they had like a minute, and somehow they just botched that minute. Like, yeah, and they were like looking at each other on like a yeah steep uphill. Yeah, like, dude. Like, they, it's not like you like if you like push the pedals a little bit, you're going to give the guy that much of a draft. Yeah, I mean, they like, were like they ride. they had you know silver and bronze in the bag and they totally screwed it. Yeah. And, if, and you would think if it's not for the win, they would dick around less, right? Yeah. yeah because, you because know? honestly, like if it's not for the win, like, does it matter that you got silver or bronze? It's like, you're still on the podium. Yeah. Of course there was, there was much. more than two guys in that break. So that, you know, if you did all of the pulling, then you could possibly not even get a medal, which I guess would suck, but which is what happened anyways. Yeah. But all those guys are kicking themselves. Now they would have much rather gotten sixth or fifth or whatever it was. Right. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of them, I mean, did maybe one guy, one guy was in the top 10 from that group, but I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. And then on the, on the, on the way home, Keegan's flight and a couple other people, they got on. We, well, we all had flights at the same time, and then I got back to the U.S. and I saw on Instagram that he had they hadn't taken off yet. <laughs> I texted him, <laughs> and they got on the plane and sat there for three hours, but the toilet had broken. Wow! So they had to get off and he had to stay a whole an extra twenty four hours in Australia. Whoa, that sucks. With like everything packed up, it's not like he could. Right. Yeah, I mean, he probably just had his carry on or whatever. That sucks. Dang. Dude, so you didn't ask Keegan if he wanted to come on the podcast this week? No. WTF. Was I supposed to? Yeah, you were. We told you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week I'll ask him. Okay. You going to see him next week? No, I can just text him. Well, they're like they're, they're like oh. world's bugs. Oh, you gotcha. Dude, so did you um Get any like teenagers knocking on your door at midnight the night before? 
No, I don't. No, just like birds screeching sound like fucking small children screaming. Or goat. The birds you there. You didn't get charged insane. for assaulting birds, dude. So you heard about Matthew Vanderpool, right? Yeah, of course I heard about it. Except I didn't hear about it till like after the race. Like, like I never okay. saw him in the race, so I, I didn't. You know, anything could happen. I didn't think anything of it, and then. We were like at the yeah. hotel, and I, I feel saw like everyone article. listening like, to this podcast. Has, I feel like everyone listening to this podcast probably knows what we're talking about at this point, so we don't need to rehash it. If you don't know what we're talking about, just look up Matthew Vanderpool arrested for assault. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's pretty freaking wild, man. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it sounds like it could have been like a like I don't think he did anything good, right? Uh, yeah like, i mean i, I, I so he nobody knows he, the full story he's right? denying he's denying that he ever pushed them which that's they're saying that he pushed them and then that's assault uh i mean i guess at that point it's like if we don't have video evidence it's really hard to tell who was who was in the wrong i mean both parties were probably a little bit in the wrong but um you know what i've I found super interesting is like, I read that story, like the headline. And then I read the story and I was like, man, this is going to be so bad for his public image. Like this is going to ruin his public image. I mean, assaulting like two teenage girls. That's, that is not good. And then when I read, I didn't know they were teenage girls. I thought they were teenage boys. No, no, they're they're teenage girls. (laughs) So, so, so I'm like, man, that is so bad for his public image. And when I went and read the comments on on like various articles, I would say 90% of people are on his side and were like, that's the girl's fault or it's the girl's parents' fault. Um, or like his team director's fault. Like, yeah, yeah a lot of people said like that. that would like have somebody to, to facilitate those things. Like, yeah, a lot of people are director and be like, a lot hey, of people are like, saying that. Shut up the team director should have done something too. Apparently they were staying in a hotel. That's like an hour or an hour and a half away from the actual race, which is really weird too. Yeah, dude, apparently, um, like the account, like we had accommodation, like right by the course. It was like, a like two minute ride from the finish line. And apparently everyone else was like super far away. Hmm. Why? Um, I don't know. I guess there's not like the UCI like books up all the hotels in in the city and then tries to like sell them back to the teams for like an outrageous price. What? <laughs> oh my god! It's Are you like serious? A, yeah. So like we we were staying in like an apartment complex. So like, like it wasn't like an Airbnb type thing. I don't. I'm. Yeah. It was like a short term apartment rental place so the uci is basically like the dude at the concert who is like trying to sell sold out tickets for like three times the price yeah what you're telling me yeah because they own the world championships and everyone's gonna come right that's unreal (laughs) 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 so i don't know if they were put there by the uci or if they tried to book a cheaper place that's like in Sydney or something, which mm. is like an hour uh-huh. away. Yeah. Cause like the city wasn't, wasn't super big. Yeah. Cause it's hard to shut down a big city. Sure. You know what I mean? So they, it, like when they had worlds in the U S it was in like Richmond, which is like 
Uh, not that big a city. Not that big of a city, you know? It's not like New York City or something. So, dude, I'm sure people in Richmond were pissed. Yeah, and people here were, like, some people were pissed, and other people were, like, loved it. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, so a lot, a lot of teams were staying, like, in some weird-ass places. Like, the apparently the Swiss were staying in, like, these huts on the, like, on the beach, which is, like, cool kind of. If you're not trying to rate, if you're just trying to like vacation, but like there was no <laughs> Wi-Fi and like <laughs> yeah. sounded They're terrible. Staying in like yurts, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not having Wi-Fi would suck because you're there's a lot of time where you're just sitting around when you're at a race like that. You're not just riding and your bike half all the time. Day. You're like looking at like VeloViewer and stuff, and like you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. doing recon on your computer. Sure, especially mm-hmm. if you're like doing the time trial. Yeah, but I don't. I don't do those. So, did you, you guys watch t- the time trial? Yeah, it was like. I mean, I don't want to say it was interesting because you know it's a time trial, uh, but it was interesting who won. Uh, the men's the men's race, like the guy who won, I never even heard of him before. He beat. Um, I forget who was second. Stefan Kronko. Yeah, Stefan Kronko. Wi Fi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two seconds. I mean, two seconds. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of on the hot on the beach. Yeah, dude, and he <laughs> lost like third, like twenty or twenty some seconds in the last, I don't know, ten minutes or something like that. Dude, the like annou- wa- what was I doing during the time trial? I didn't watch it. Dude, the announcers were not expecting that dude to win either. They were. I mean, I don't think that dude was expecting. I I haven't even said his name because I forget who it was. Tobias like, Foss. Yeah, Tobias Foss. He was I he looked he looked just as surprised as everyone else. So Did you see the video of Remco when he when they told him who won at the end? No. It was a pretty funny video. <laughs> what is he <laughs> is he just shocked that it was Tobias Foss? He's just like, "What who? What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of cool. It's cool to see like someone who's not just the obvious favorite win. Yeah, I wonder if Wout's kicking himself that he didn't do it because he lost the road race and yeah, like some like not a big name beat like one that he yeah. probably thought he. I could mean, beat, you know what why I, mean? I don't get why not do the time trial? It was like a week before. Did to focus did on the guys, road race? Did yeah, you guys see that you can't focus for the six days after the time trial? I don't know. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't ask me. Did you guys see the the women's road race? Yeah, that was crazy. That was actually way more exciting finish than the men's road race. Dude, I'm not I'm not buying the broken elbow. <laughs> I think she was faking it and trying to make everyone think that she was out of contention. Yeah. Um Oh, the chick that crashed at the beginning of the time trial? Yeah. And the, the team, in the team time trial? Yeah. 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 And then and then she just like it's like gonna be a sprint finish, and then she just blasts by everyone with. I mean, it was like less than a k to go, right? Yeah, because she was like coming onto the back of the group, like she was like yeah. dropped, and then she, she definitely had needed. way she definitely had way more momentum than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. the one girl could have followed her, but she decided not to. Yeah, <laughs> you can see, and she's probably kicking herself right now. Yeah, she because if she had won. followed her, she would have had the draft, right? And 
and definitely she's sprinting against sprint. someone with supposedly a broken elbow. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Did you watch the relay? Mm, no. I yeah, only saw that crash. Did anything crazy happen in the relay? I mean, I, yeah, I saw the crash, but. No, I just don't really, I don't know. The relay is kind of weird. So, so I didn't realize that it was a relay. I thought it was a team time trial. So, like, it's they actually, like. team time trials. It's like, like they the, hand, the women they and the men. Pretty much. Like, you start when they finish. Okay. Okay. Hmm. But each, but each, but men, the, the men's and women's team, you know, they, they each have like three or four riders. Yeah. It's three each. So three men okay. and three women. And then hmm. one of them goes, does the does, course. So is it like you can put whoever you can put the men first or the women first, like you decide the order or it's, or the order is preset. I don't know. And I don't think it matters. Okay, sure. Oh, it's, probably, it's, a whole lot. Like, it's like you're doing a team time trial. You just might start like 30 seconds yeah. early or 30 seconds later. Right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, what's ki- so what's kind of interesting about like uh, mixed sex relay on the track or at mountain bike world championships is that you decide the order. So yeah. like, you got two men and you got two women and you decide the order that you want those two men and two women to go. You could do the two women first and then the two men or the other way around or mix them up. And it's like kind of tactical. Cause it's like, do you want to get an early lead and then be slower? Or do you want to save your fastest dude for the end? Yeah. We were talking about this and thinking like a way you could do that on the road, but there's really no, there's unless no it was, way to make it. Yeah. I mean, unless similar. it was like, unless Wait, it was why, like an why, individual why team, why couldn't you do that? Because it, it just wouldn't work. Why could you? Would it be a time trial? Well, still? They could they could do an individual. Well, yeah, it would be individual time trial. But like instead of doing two, uh, or it'd be a relay. But like instead of doing two teams of three, you would just have individual riders go out on course. Maybe like two men, two I women, guess, or something. But like with like on the road, it wouldn't. It would, I don't think that would work. Like mm-hmm. it just wouldn't be exciting. You mean? No, it'd just be like like say two two men or three men went, and then like three women. At the same time, you mm-hmm. might just drop them. The, the men might drop the women. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but yeah. they're not on the same team. So, of course, I mean. I know, but like like mountain biking, it's like there's less drafting. Drafting. There's, there's almost no drafting. So it's no, like. There would be, you, no, there would be no drafting with this. It'd be a time trial? Yeah. Well, that's, that's <laughs> like not the point either. <laughs> that's like basically what it is already except it's a team time trial mm. yeah i know but it would just be sick if it was like 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 what's exciting on the mountain bike or cross or these other ones is like is it's when i well I, yeah but it's exciting because like you never know who's winning sort of because if if you're if you have a man uh you know a men's rider last and everyone else has a, a you know women's rider last you may seem like you're way off the back, but you still got a chance. You know, you know how I think they could do this is if you did it on a crit course and like, let's say you're doing, you do, I don't know, 50 laps of the crit course and you've got two men and two women and every like lap and every lap you need to switch riders. Like a Madison. It would be, yeah, yeah. It'd be like a Madison, but they already do that in track. So I guess why would you do that on the road? <laughs> 
I mean, I'm just saying that's a way you could do it on the road, right? Yeah. Because that does that does make it super interesting because then you're like, okay, what order do I put these men and women in this, like, 50-lap crit? But would they still it, do it time trial style where there's no drafting? No, it's not like, time trial. You can draft. So it's literally it's just all, like a medicine. If it's at all a time trial, it's not going to be interesting. <laughs> it's a time trial. <laughs> Yeah, that's the point. We're trying to make time trials more interesting. I think time trials are super interesting. Yeah, like the the like tech and shit, but like watching it, it's like <laughs> not that entertaining. I yeah, mean, I guess. I guess it was it was kind of entertaining to see uh, Stephen King like like drop uh, so much time in the last ten k. Yeah, I wonder what I was doing then. I don't know why I didn't watch. I must have been know, riding or something. You were in a hut on the beach. Yeah. all right so what else was going on i don't know so the only uh, thing that i really wanted to cover with uh pike's peak i mean it mm -hmm. wasn't like i mean i don't know it's a mountain bike stage race like it's not super interesting the the winner each day was different which was i guess was kind of cool but there's no coverage or anything like you just look at results um but dude homeboy lachlan morton is this guy ever gonna stop riding his bike man like, dude, he has to be like living in a constant state of overtraining. Dude, it's unbelievable. Like this, what this guy's doing. What place did he get at Apex? Um, I don't know what place he got overall. Um, but he had a couple good days. Like he had a mm. couple. I mean, like he was he was top ten. Um, sure. But like he had a couple couple pretty solid days, and like he, you know, he did the CT. Um, like the, the Colorado trail, he set the course record on that. Then mm. the week after that, he went to Schwam again, then straight into and Apex. And did surprisingly did... well at Schwam again, considering yeah. the type of race that Schwam again is, which is basically a punchy two hour cross country effort. Dude, how were your handlebars? Uh, they were pretty good. I mean, I think that if I was better at two hour cross country races, they actually would have been in an an advantage i mean i think they were an advantage as it was i'm just not very good at that kind they of made you suck like less i think they made me suck less yeah <laughs> <laughs> like instead i because legitimately they were faster on on all the gravel sections like i the group that i was with was i mean you can ask you can ask lance um he was they were like holy crap you're going so much faster than us whenever you pull and I wasn't stronger than them. Like when we got on climbs and stuff, like I was barely able to keep up with the group I was with. But like, I mean, it was just it, like having drop bars and being in the drops is so much more aerodynamic than, you know, mountain bike bars. So I, I actually think that that setup was good. I just, you know, it, it's kind of a bummer that I wasn't able to do some sort of like miraculous result with them because then it kind of would have been like the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. <laughs> how, long, how long did it take you to like set all this up did i mean I, like shop? yeah i i take this to a bike shop i don't oh. i don't i don't do this myself yeah so then did you have to undo it or are you gonna keep a bike like that i think i'm gonna keep this bike like that and i might just uh i might just ask factor for another hardtail next year and have that be the mountain bike hardtail and have the other bike be the gravel hardtail wow <laughs> <laughs> dude 
I think it's a good idea. I'm I'm thinking about using it at Big Sugar with a rigid fork uh, and without the dropper post because Big Sugar isn't that basically a fucking gravel race. No, it is a gravel. No, it race. is a gravel race. A gravel it is a gravel mean? race, but like, so I haven't ridden any of the course, so I, you know, I'm completely talking out of my ass right now, but. I've heard it's very rough gravel, and for a fact, you're it's like high likelihood you're going to get a flat tire. I mean, it seemed like half the pros that went last year got a flat tire. Um, so you know, depending on how rough the gravel is, mountain bike tires could be as fast, maybe faster, and certainly less prone to flat tires, which I think that honestly, part of doing well at Big Sugar is just going to be not getting a flat tire. Dude, you got to use the Tannis uh, fucking no. <laughs> no, that's what <laughs> Keegan, Keegan, that's what Keegan needs him. to do. That's what Keegan needs to do. No, Ke- Keegan told me that he was, he tried them. Yeah, and they're slower. He said he, he said it think he thinks it was eighty watts slower. I <laughs> I believe watts. it. I believe it, dude. They're so <laughs> slow; it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. they're so unbelievably slow and it's it's unreal to me that tanis tanis markets them as being reducing rolling resistance they legitimately have that on the box reduces rolling resistance i mean like yeah, i don't mean compared to like rolling a, resistance a, like a car tire or something yeah, or a solid Dude, tire I don't, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't mean to call out a company but like tanis deserves it with that product it's unreal <sighs> Dude, the ones I have in my mountain bike are good. The tubeless ones. Yeah, well, the tubeless ones are fine. They're just like a regular insert. Like the reason why the Tannis ones, the the ones that like uh, the foam right under your tires suck is because you're riding on foam instead of air. So probably not running those. <laughs> so it would be faster just to use a mountain bike then? I mean, honestly, you would be faster if you got like five flats than using those Tannis <laughs> tires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah also i think like keegan like wrapped up the series right like, yeah he, he he's definitely up. he's definitely already won i mean maybe mathematically he could lose if he got last place at the last no. race and then no he it mathematically like already won. Up. it's impossible yeah someone yeah. needs 39 points to beat him and you can only get 30 points sure yeah so he already won i mean he can like but he, he, can, he has to start it well, yeah, but like I'm saying, he can afford to run some some sketchy equipment if he if he wants. Dude, it Keegan doesn't really should, matter. Keegan should just run the course. <laughs> that would be sick. No, he's he's definitely going to try to win. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is there even a prize purse at Big Sugar? Uh, there's not a prize purse at Unbound, and it's put on by the same dude. So I. I would yeah, guess not. I don't think. Yeah, I didn't think there was, dude. So you know how I've been putting my race number like on my frame sideways. Yeah, are other people starting to do that? No. So what I was gonna say is that the well, so I, I have so- seen some people do that, although it's not catching on that much, and I don't really want it to catch on. Um, dude, Roberge want... did that at Schwamigan. Yeah, I know. I should have was... done it. I, I, I started. I started right behind him, and the official like came up to him and was like, "Hey, wh- why is your number on the side like that?" And he's like, "Oh, my cables were in the way. I couldn't. I couldn't put it on the front, so I had to put it on the side. That's the only way that it would fit." And they were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's fine." I was like, "Dang it!" 
Dude, what? I mean, I legitimately couldn't put my number on the front of my bike without cutting it. And they're saying you can't cut it. Like, that would be a legitimate excuse. Like, if I said, this is the only place on the bike where I can put it without folding and cutting it, which it says you can't do. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so what I was going to say is that the the guy who puts on Big Sugar uh, sent me an Instagram message. And he said, I noticed you've been putting your number plate on the side at a lot of these gravel races. But, like, at Big Sugar, we need you to put your number on the front. And I was that's like, what yeah, this guy's that's... worried about is one guy. putting his number. <laughs> well, on yeah, I mean, he like, about, like the thousands of people yeah. that he has to like. Sure. But he was he was right saying way. he was saying like you're a very influential figure. And like if you do it, that that means that probably like 20 other people are going to do it. Yeah. I, same, same argument is with the arrow bars. Right. They sure. don't want the pros to ride arrow bars because then everyone else rides arrow bars. Right. But which I, I wonder the, if the only reason I think the only reason they want that is because that's how people get their race photos. And if mm. if someone can't find their race photos, they're super pissed about it. I will happily forego my race photos to have a more aerodynamic bike because usually the uh like finisher pick race photos are not that great. Um, is is your timing chip on your number? Yeah. yeah. So putting it up flat against your frame is doesn't do anything to the timing chip. Like it, that's actually I've never had a problem. Six inches farther back, I guess. So if it was a sprint finish, that was super close. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do they they have like a camera still? uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Probably just have like iPhone videos or something. It's it's probably literally whoever's chip time comes in first no no because like your chip time starts when when you cross the start line so like that would mean that you'd be better off just starting in like a hundredth place okay but it's it's whoever whoever's wheel crosses the line and whoever sees it sure i don't know the chip time definitely does uh like um dictate like the rest of the places though yeah if it's not like a close finish that's yeah, that's probably what they're going off of. Um, yeah, I don't know if there were. Yeah, I mean there there was some good cross racing this weekend. It was pretty exciting, but uh, I don't know that we should cover that here since no one was on the ground. It'll Dude, be fun though. Dumping this weekend. Yeah, it's gonna suck. Yeah, I was talking with Andrew Jeanette yesterday, and he was saying that yeah, it's supposed to be super muddy and should be pretty sick because that course is, um, that course is pretty awesome. Are they doing the huge flyover again too? Yeah, probably. I I don't know. Where's the but Where's the race? It's in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. sweet. So a bunch of people are staying at my house. Ho- hometown race. Yeah. How far are you from the course? Like it's like thirty or forty minutes. Sweet. Yeah, should be good. Packed house. Wish it wasn't gonna rain though. It'll <laughs> ruin my brand new bikes. Oh, you got mm-hmm. bikes. Yeah, I've got two bikes. Nice. Specialized? Specialized bikes, yep. Are they cruxes? Crux, yeah. Nice. <laughs> what would you think they were going to be? <laughs> <Different readers. laughs> I don't know. Those bikes are sick, though. Yeah, they, I mean, I rode it yesterday for the first time. so Dude, so this is what Adam and I were talking about at the race. Um, no, I, It seems like no one has ever tried putting a one of those gravel suspension forks on a cross bike, but there are a lot of cross courses that are really bumpy, and I feel like it would be an advantage. I don't think so. You don't think so? 
They're not that bumpy. What about like for the bumpiest course that you do? Like by the time I go on a course, like the elite race goes, it's already like smoothed out pretty much. Hmm. On okay. on like the, at the UCI races because the courses are already pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe at like a local race where it's like in some like shitty farm field or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I've never thought once has that crossed my mind ever. Right. It probably hasn't know. crossed a lot Until of people's now, mind. And I'm going to delete it from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah, even allowed? Uh, what do you mean is it allowed? Of course it's allowed. I mean, I know, dude, the UCI is kind of weird. Yeah, the wide tire thing. No, there's no way. I don't think I've ever. The only thing that it says is you have to have like a double triangle frame and 33 mil tires. And drop bars. And drop bars. Yeah. I, I could easily and see. A, and a freewheel and two brakes. You have to have a freewheel? Yeah, you can't run fixed gear. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I I think it I think it'd be an interesting experiment. Yeah. I would do it if I raced cross and it was bumpy. Mm. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think so. Dude, I I have uh I have listener questions. Oh, so do, do you guys Let's have do listener them quick, questions? Yeah, cuz Scott's trying to get on this bike in like 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes for what? Cuz that's when we're riding. Who's we? Scheduled time. Huh? Who's we? Um, a couple of people are staying at my house. Oh, already? Okay. Yeah, they came from my Why aren't they on? You should have got them on the show. <clears throat> I don't know. They they could have told us about Rochester. That is true. Who is it? All right. Uh, Bruner and Scott Funston and dude, mechanic. Bruner's like the main dude I would have wanted to talk to. Yeah, why <gasps> didn't we get him on the podcast? Come on. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do another one. All right, we'll do it. We'll do a, a Charm City preview show. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this this dude says, uh, "Forgive me if you guys have covered it, and I just haven't listened yet." But something I would love to hear you dive into more is the question of listening to your body and how accurate those feelings are. This is likely radically different for different riders. Scott, for example, seems to rely almost totally on feel. But it would be really cool to hear you debate the different opinions you guys have. Is there much research about training by feel? The only thing I can think of off the top is cadence and how freely chosen cadence is the closest thing to ideal. Do you think this applies to other aspects of cycling? And what do you think the limitations are to riding by feel? That's a long ass question. Well, basically, <laughs> the question is: what do you what do you guys think about riding by feel versus like riding by numbers, like either power or heart rate? And is he talking about in training or is he talking about in racing? I think he's talking about in racing. Okay. Yeah, because that makes a big difference. I mean, I've I've already done like videos about how I paced unbound completely by power and heart rate and speed. So there are definitely races where I'm like riding by numbers, but in a road race, it matters a whole lot less. You just just have to stay with the, like you just have to stay with the front group. I've never once ridden anything by numbers in a race ever. (laughs) Okay. Any number. Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) what was he was talking about? Like how, how, how accurate are those sensations or something like that? Right. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you train a lot, then they're probably pretty accurate. Yeah, I right? will say like you start I will to say associate usually... those sensations with certain numbers. Like, you know, I would sure. I would bet Scott, like at any given time in a race, if someone said like what's your heart rate at? Or like, you know, what power are you doing? You'd probably be pretty damn close to guessing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't always have a heart rate monitor. Well, I know. I'm just saying because I like you, you've trained enough with power <laughs> and heart rate that like you, you, you kind of get a sense for where your body's at. Yeah. I, w- I will say that a lot of times on race day, the ad- adrenaline is pumping so hard that, 400 watts feels like it's 200 watts at the beginning of the race like you know yeah 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 and especially if you're like tapering into a race where like now all of a sudden you're you're fresh too yeah Yeah. um so you know and and a lot of people if it's like a long race that they need a pace totally botch the pacing um because they feel good at the beginning so Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what type of race you're doing, how long the race is, and, like, what your goal for the race is. Like, if you're trying to win the race, then I would say you can't, you can't, you know, just go off numbers because you have to also be aware of, like, what's going on around you, unless it's a time trial. Sure. If you're, you might have, you might be on your best day and, like, your goal is to do 300 watts the whole time and, like, you're able to do that, but then if some dude comes around you at the finish line, it's like, Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have been looking at your computer doing 300 watts. Um, yeah, I would for the major. I mean, it depends on the race, right? But I, I probably usually do a hybrid of the two, where I'm like mostly reacting to what the front group is doing, but I'm also kind of keeping an eye on like how high my heart rate is getting. Because I do know that if my heart rate gets above like 180 beats per minute, I'm in trouble. Like I'm probably going to get dropped soon. So I should do something about it if I can. A lot of times there's not really anything you can do. About yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, maybe if I'm like pulling like on the front. or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I'm pulling on the front, I get off the front and like try to conserve some energy. I don't know. We all know you don't pull. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. You're, if, you're, if, you're, if your heart rate's 180 and you're doing 200 watts on the front, man, you're already screwed. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I already established that when I pull... I only, I just kind of like fake it and do 200 watts and then quickly get off. <laughs> uh, and then I got one more question. This guy asks, uh, does sex count as a recovery ride? That's his question. <laughs> so I, I've actually looked this. This is probably a more serious answer than this guy even wanted i think this question was a complete joke question but i've actually looked at research on how sex affects athletic performance like if you have sex before athletic uh, like uh, a race or something is that going to decrease your performance or increase your performance or whatever and it has no effect it doesn't matter i mean that kind of makes sense doesn't it? i mean evolution wise like yeah I mean, there, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of like rumors out. Like I know that, uh, some famous boxers or whatever, they, they like wouldn't have sex for like the entire season because they thought that it would, uh, you know, like decrease, you know, decrease their boxing performance or whatever. I've, I've heard people say that. 
Yeah, and baseball players also used to piss on their hands before they'd go bad because they thought that improved their performance. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't have any effect on performance. That's not his exact question, but um, th- that's the research I've done. Yeah, I think that makes sense. If sex is a part of your normal life, like, I mean, there, there's, there are all kinds of things. Like, mowing your yard doesn't count as a recovery ride, but if that's the day you got to mow your yard... That's when you mow your yard. True. True. Yeah. If anything, it's probably like a stress reliever, which is a good thing. Yeah. So is mowing your yard sometimes. I hate mowing my yard. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a stress reliever for me at all. Because you have a push mower. You got to get a riding mower. Yeah, dude. You you have a a riding motor, Scott? Yeah, because my yard's like massive. Okay. So you mow your it's yard. Well, it's my parents' yard. I don't own anything, so. Right. Yeah. Dude, I I will say you would, like, you know, the amount of money that uh, wildlife is paying you is, like, so pitiful. Like, with how fast you are, if you were a privateer gravel racer, like, you would be making ten times as much. And that's not even yeah, an exaggeration. More, I could just go get a real job that I don't want to do. Sure. <laughs> Just like being a cow here, like right. <laughs> so what? So what you're saying is you'd rather get a real job than be a gravel privateer. It'd be a it'd be a thought, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, I do the gravel. Ra- I just don't want to like talk about it on the internet. We're literally doing that right now. Yeah, but I don't like talking about the gravel. Oh, okay. Dude, you should. And you like, should be... I don't want to talk about like the other people doing the gravel shit but like mm. i don't want to talk about like myself doing the gravel bullshit you know what i mean you could be the one sure. guy who's a gravel like, like, privateer who doesn't stuff. talk about themselves yeah but that's the whole like who's gonna sponsor you if you're not gonna talk about yourself yeah i don't know somebody that's probably. true i mean the uh i mean i don't know if you have to talk about your yourself but you definitely have to have some sort of social media following but that's or you could just yourself, or you right? could just like do do a program where you, you don't have like a privateer program. You just go and win all the prize money at the gravel races. Yeah, but I could do that in crits and win, win way more prize money. Yeah, but I bet you'd have a better chance of winning more gravel races. Or I could just do both. I yeah, don't know. I, just think, do both. I think Scott's physiology is more set up for crits than it is. Yeah. And like I know. Races. I don't know. Scott beat you in the I'm only gravel race he's done. Crits. That's not true. I wasn't doing it because I had a concussion. <laughs> yeah, I am undefeated in gravel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Scott and I, Scott and I, like, have we ever even raced each other? I can't even remember a race where the two of us were racing each other. No. Because, like, the your freshman year of college was my senior year of college, and I got like kicked off the cycling team that year, so I didn't even race. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, Dylan, no. you should you should put your gravel suspension fork on your gravel bike and go race charm city this weekend yeah for sure <laughs> do do hendersonville when is that uh it's like november or something thanksgiving cool time. i'll be like mid-off season be super fast dude right, sky you, you i you, i was uh talking to drew about getting um uh getting on texas roadhouse just to do road nationals and that's it since it's like so close to my house. It's like what Keegan did with the world. 
Yeah. Just do one race. Yeah, just do one road race. Yeah, you should do it. Yeah, and then we can race each other. Sure. You can <laughs> oh, do yeah. Hey, so I got, I got one more thing that I'm going to lob out here, then we're going to shut it down. Okay. So this is for all the listeners out there. I've been trying to get both of these boneheads to do 24 hours in the old Pueblo. Dylan's response was that the only way he's doing that is if he's doing it solo. Scott really didn't have any response. <laughs> but if we get if we get over a thousand downloads on this episode, these guys got to do it. Is that like a lot? Thousand? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do we normally get? If we, we get, actually, we usually get more than a thousand. If, if we get <laughs> if we get twenty five likes on this podcast, oh wait, yeah. Can you like a podcast? <laughs> if if I, someone if someone pays our entry fee because they listen to the show, when is, they want, when they is want the, them to do it. When is the uh, registration for Old Pueblo? It's like this weekend. Oh man, hmm. I think I'll sign up for the solo category. See, Dylan's just no fun. <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. I I do it, but I don't know what I'm gonna be. Like doing then, mm. you know what I mean. Like I don't know my schedule. Yeah. yeah. So if a, if a listener out there wants to sign us up, the Bonk Bros, then oh, it doesn't matter. If Scott can't make people? it, it doesn't matter because he's not. You're asking for people to do it with. Yeah, I just want to build a team, man. Oh, okay. I want to try and win. Win like the three three man team. Win the overall, whatever team that takes yeah. to do that. Dude, you know, yeah, there's at that Actually, race. My my theory is that I think I think the best chance of winning the overall would be to have do a five person team. Yeah. Um. But you to do a five person team, you have to have four guys and one female. Hmm. Okay, dude. There were some teams that legit had like six or seven people on them. I don't know yeah, if that those counts. Are, <clears throat> those are corporate teams. Those don't. Those don't count. So the I don't most think they usually win anyways. So the most you can have is five. Yeah, if if you're co-ed, the most you can have for like a men's team would be four. Yeah, who? What girl would we get? I don't know. Whoever's super fast. <laughs> hmm. All right, dude. Well, maybe we'll get Melissa. She's one of our homies now. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be doing the solo race, and you guys can see if you can lap me. <laughs> see if we can lap you, <laughs> dude. We're gonna lap you like yeah, five times. <laughs> You're gonna be picking cactus spikes out of your ass for that's what I was that's what I did the last time I did it. It was, it was so miserable. Yeah. Alright, sick. All right, I'm go, go later. Yeah. Sounds good. Tell Bruner that we wanna chat with him later. Alright. Alright. See you guys. Goodbye. See ya.